Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. So, I have exciting news. Um, I know I've been telling you, giving you a little bit of glimpses about the empowered amiga movement event that um, is happening on march 24th here in los angeles california we will be posting more information on my instagram um, also on my website regarding the empowered amiga movement and we have some really amazing speakers and um I can't even wait for you all to be there with us and um, talk about health and wellness and wealth, of course. And so we have a great panel, actually two panels, and um, I can't wait to share who they are, who the speakers are. You're going to love, 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 love. But um, I'm just giving you a little teaser and I'll be sending some more messages along the way. But if you don't live in LA and you are interested in coming to join us on that special day, know that it's in Los Angeles, California, and it's a one-day event, okay? So this is on March 24th, so start saving your money so you can come and join us. And I will be, like I said, I'm going to be sending you a couple of teasers along the way of all the beautiful souls that um, are going to sharing their big message with us. So speaking of big messages, I just interviewed my really good friend. Her name is Anne-Marie Esparza-Smith, and you might have heard of her. If you are following this podcast, you know who she is. She's my dearest friend and mentor, um, just a fabulous human being. And so just to give you a little bit of insight, Anne-Marie is an award-winning professional and entrepreneur. In 2019, she became an international best-selling author. She has landed coverage in print and broadcast outlets around the world, including 
de Univision, Telemundo, CBS, NBC, ABC, iHeartRadio, and most recently, Success Today. In addition to her extensive background in education and business, she most recently earned her California contractor's license to pursue her goal of building custom homes for at-risk members of her community. Anne-Marie holds a master's degree in human development, educational leadership, and social change. You know, in this episode, she gives us little hints about the blueprints of her success. She is, um, I'm so, so proud to um, get to know her. And I know that you will love her just as much as I do. And um, she has this beautiful new book called Leading with Legacy, which is the reason why I brought her here. And so without further ado, this is Anne-Marie. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So back by popular demand, my girlfriend, Anne-Marie Esparza, she is, oh my God, what can I tell you? Yes, she's an entrepreneur. Yes, she is an author. Yes, she's all those amazing things and titles. But the most important for me is that she is this beautiful, self-centered, beautifully aligned human being that is within my vortex. And I get to have her vibration within my vortex and just feel her love and joy and passion for humanity, she exudes that. And this conversation is going to be amazing because she's like, they say that song says she did it again. (laughs) (laughs) She wrote another book. So we're here to talk about that. So welcome, Anne-Marie. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. My honor to be with you, and I I love every minute with you, so I'm just super excited to be a part of this again. Yay, yay, and so amigas out there, um, Anne-Marie has been on the podcast several times, I believe, and and she's, and um, when I, you know, as a podcaster, we go back and look at the algorithms, and we, we go and we decide, okay, well, is this is this um, episode aligning for the amigas out there? And guess what? When she's on, oh yeah, it aligns. <laughs> the algorithms say it so too. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Henry, okay. So, for those of amigas out there who um, are listening to this episode and not know who you are why don't you give us like a brief synopsis if you will about who Anne-Marie is so who am I boy first I'm a a mother of two crazy amazing kids Uh, my daughter's in her first year of college my son's in his last year of high school Um, I'm the wife to a crazy amazing man and I adore him and just uh, my best friend Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of, of being an educator. So I was a school teacher and a school principal for many years and um, have really spent my life teaching. It's my passion and my gift. I ventured off from the educational system into um, entrepreneurship and started my own company several years ago. Um, and I 
you know, had the opportunity to have some great mentors um, through books on how to be successful and how to um, build wealth. And I took every morsel that they put out in books and I applied it in my life. So that led to at one point uh, being uh, the owner and CEO of 15 companies and and over 600 employees over the course of time. And it, it really, I, my goal was when I, my husband and I decided to have children was to be present for our children. Mm -hmm. So everything else worked around that. And being an entrepreneur allows that freedom. And I'm really proud to say my kids thought I'd ever worked, which was uh, quite the achievement because I did work. They just never saw it. And um, now they realize, you know, wow, mom did this, mom did that. But um, building a, a, an environment where for women, I believe that you can have it all. You can be the wife, the mother, the business owner, the entrepreneur, the successful woman. Um, and, you know, I, I model that for others now. And I didn't really have a model to go from. So reading books for me was that gateway and getting my education yeah. to be able to create the life that fit into the life that I wanted. Yes. Oh my God. All amazing things. So you were saying that reading books was important in your life and was a gateway to not only your entrepreneurship, but your your deep awareness of life. And if, and I know that today we're going to be discussing a book that you um, co-wrote. But before we dive into that, I really wanted to, um, you know, have the amigas out there know that uh, you've been writing. This is not yeah. the, 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 the first book. So take no. us, what was your first book that you wrote? So my first book um, was under... Uh, a franchise I'm building called Crazy Amazing. So my first book was How to Raise Crazy Amazing Kids. And I interviewed well over 500 people, parents of kids that I thought were phenomenal. And I just wanted to see what the secret was. And I compiled that all into a pretty easy read and I tested it on my kids and my girlfriend's kids. And, and so far, so good. Knock on wood, the product has been good. Yes. Um, but it was just a really fun read of little simple things that we can do. And it's, it's for everybody. I wrote it for, um, you know, I'm Latina. I'm first generation. And I, I wrote it for the mothers um, who are immigrants into this country. I wrote it for the wealthy business women. I wrote it for the women who had corporations. I wrote it for the stay-at-home moms. It wasn't anything that you had to do this to get that. It was very simple techniques that everybody can uh, put into their life. So I did that one. And then uh, I had the opportunity to co-author a book with Jack Canfield, who is one of my dearest favorite people and uh it was about um that book 
my story in it was about um, you only get what you order. And it was based on my life experience of being really clear about the life you want. And just like you go into a restaurant and you order your food, you're very particular about what you get from your main course, your appetizer, your drink. Um, you don't go up to a waiter or waitress or have them come up to you rather and say, oh, I'll just take whatever. I'm, I'm a simple gal. You know, I, I don't like much. Um, you know, I don't like a lot either. But we never would say that to a waiter because who knows, they're going to bring us something out that we just don't like at all. Yeah, anchovies so, would be me. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it really was about, especially for the amigas out there, uh, be really clear, what do you want in life? Because, you know, culturally, we um, come from a belief system that our role is to serve our husbands and bear children. Mm -hmm. And deep cultural roots are in there. Yeah. So for those of us that still want to hold on to our cultural beliefs, but get out there, sometimes we don't even know what we like. You know, we, we, we make the kids the caldo they like. Yeah. We make, you know, our husbands the tortillas he likes. But we don't, we don't know. Do I like corn or flour tortillas? Do I like fideo or do I like you know, menudo or, or albondigas. So the first step of that book was be really clear. What do you want? What do you want your family to look like? What do you, where do you want to live? What do you want to drive? What choices do you want? How do you want to serve your community? Important questions that I think are fulfilling and serve our purpose. So, um, that was one. Um, the next book, uh, I wrote was, um, talk more about um, the past and how in, in life things happen to us. Um, but if the tragedy can either uplift us or it can pull us down. So when you have a tragedy happen in your life and, and, and that is all very, you know, it, it's a variable. A tragedy is very different to different people. But let's say, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm divorced. Um, I was divorced once before marrying my dream husband. Um, that there was issues that happened around that that were very tragic. And at one point I had to decide, is this going to make me or break me? And that influence of tragedy and how I reacted to it was all in my control. And I chose to use it as a forum to help other women. I chose to use it as a form to make me stronger. Um, so that was that was a fun, fun project um, because I really do believe that each of us go through things and it really is our choice how we come out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then the one during COVID um, gathered a bunch of friends and said, let's write a chapter and let's write a book on how to be crazy amazing during difficult times. We didn't sell the book, we just gave it for free. It's still, still available as a free book. Um, and it was everybody's story on how they were getting through COVID and what they were doing. And 
it, it was so uplifting because at a time that the world was really falling apart, there were still people out there that were making a difference. Yes. And I know we used it in our family as a time um, because we had access to food. Um, we made food baskets, food boxes um, for shut-ins and elderly people that couldn't get out. And we had our whole crew deliver. Um, so we did weekly deliveries of boxes of food to people in our community and my family and my husband's family. And it was, it was really a neat project for our kids to be involved in. And, you know, just laughing as we're putting these boxes together, like, okay, grandma doesn't like pork. So we're putting more steak, you know, grandpa likes hamburgers. So grandpa gets hamburger meat. Um, and then, you know, toilet paper, things that people were literally fighting over that we had access to. It was really just a very um, bonding experience for my family to be able to just give away things that people were fighting over yeah. um, water. So um, that one, that one was the last one. And then of course this one, Kate Butler books. Um, Kate Butler is a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Yes. Um, did a leading with legacy. And, yes. Um, that project, uh, she was just an amazing person to use um, and to, to work with. She gathered all of us together and said, you know, um, you've been nominated to be a part of this project and we want you to write a, write a chapter on this. So it, it, you know, it was at a time for me, it was a little vulnerable yeah. and I'll share with you some of the chapter of it, but I'll give you the background of what was going on. Um, my daughter um, was just leading to college and mind you, you know, my husband and I arranged our careers where we took our kids to school every day and picked them up. We went to every basketball game, every baseball game, every softball game, every golf tournament, um, every soccer game. Like, so we, we did everything. Weekends, when my husband says, I'm going to Costco, the three of us follow behind and we're in the car like it's field trip time. And so we, we've done everything together. And for her, you know, being the first one to go to college and move away, that was, a, it was different for me, you know? And I probably cried as much when she went to preschool as I did her leaving to college. And I'm very blessed that she's not far from home, but she did choose to live on campus, um, which we encourage. Um, but it, it, it's a little different. You know, the, the dynamics of the house change a little. Right. And things that you took for granted um, aren't there anymore. Kissing her goodnight, saying a little prayer with her. Um, so you do it over FaceTime or over the phone. Um, that, my niece, um, there was some dynamics in our family that um, caused separation. And my niece uh, got engaged to this wonderful man. And um, my husband and I chose to be their bonus parents. So um, we wanted her to have a magical day. And we wanted to celebrate every milestone of that chapter in her life. And um, you know, getting a wedding together and all of the family pieces. Um, 
going through the emotion of all of that. So I'm, I'm not sure what I was writing this chapter about. And then one day, you know, I read a book every week. I finish a book. So whether it's through audible or I'm reading something and <laughs> I was going to, I was invited to go to the Drew Carey Price is Right show. Oh my God. That is so funny. <laughs> I know. I've never done that. And I've never, I've never done it. I actually, I did a show Rick D's back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> back, in the day. <laughs> back, back in the day. And that was a funny one because I called in sick to work and I told my sister, I said, okay, I'm going to go, but I cannot be on camera. Like right. I told him I'm sick. I like, I lied. So I go and they come up to me and they said, Rick, we have somebody that's going to play the next game. I had to guess the name of this song for a hundred dollars. I had to name this song that they were playing with like pie tins and, and spoons. Well, it ended up being row, row, row your boat. So I guess it, I win. I get home. My phone is blowing up. We saw you on into the night. And, oh my gosh. We were so excited. So I had to fess up to my boss the next day, but he was just so excited that I won. And, oh my God. And, that is so funny. So, so that was the last time I was on the talk show. So we go to, we're going to Drew Carey. Um, my, my, uh, one of my best friends, her son was like, I really want you to go. It'll be fun. So I thought, well, I better, like, I want to prep just in case. I get on the show. I want to know about Drew Carey. Yeah. So um, I I read like what's his favorite color? Um, what are books that inspired him? And there was a book, two books that he loved. Let me give you the name of them because I think they're worth um, the amigas looking up. Um, so as I was doing my research on Drew, I read these books. Um, the University of Success by Og, what was his name? I'll find it right now. And then the other one was Your Erroneous Zones. Hmm. Um, so University of Success was by Og Mandino and Erroneous Zones, Erroneous Zones is really good too. Um, was one of my favorite authors, Wayne Dreyer. Oh, love that. Wayne Dreyer. So um, I wanted to prep. So I read these books. And when I read Og's Mendino's book, the first story, it totally resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, now I know what I'm going to write about. So mm -hmm. that's how this came about. And so you were inspired by, by this book. By this book. So the, the chapter I wrote was called The Branches We Leave Behind. Yes. So you have a little bit of the backstory. And as you read the chapter, you can kind of feel the emotion I was going through because um, you, for those amigas that have kids that are already grown, you, you get this. For those of you that have little ones or haven't had one yet, you're going to go through this, especially in our culture. Um, and I'm sure you experienced it too, Jackie. Mm -hmm. um, we, we keep everybody close. Right. And as much as we think, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, live right next door to my mom and dad, which I did. Um, <laughs> and I don't regret it. I loved every minute of it. And now they only live two blocks away from me. 
So we're still <laughs> That's <close>. very far. <laughs> <laughs> we're still close. But but you you want to give your kids space. And you know, my husband's Italian and he's very much about giving them their own wings, letting them be on their own journey and letting them letting them grow up. So I very much want that. I'm extremely independent and that that came from just my my education, my goals, my purpose. Um, but I do, you know, enjoy the closeness of family and I enjoy kids and everybody around. And to me, you know, this weekend, I told you we were in La Quinta celebrating um, our Halloween weekend and it was a house full of people. And, um, you know, one of my other best friends, we've been doing things with her kids since they were three and four mm -hmm. and to see them now at 17 and 13 and they all came like that's where they wanted to be. Yeah. And, and to me, I thought that warmed my heart. Mm. That's, you know, as I cook for holidays and cook for the kids' birthdays, that's my legacy, that my kids continue that on. And that mm. they know that we drop everything for somebody's birthday. That on that day we celebrated and everything gets dropped because that's what we do. Mm. And, and I love that, you know, this last um, August we were celebrating my niece's uh, birthday and everybody dropped everything to go celebrate her. And I, I think that's amazing to do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's definitely, you know, well, for me, as you're, you're talking, I start to think about my family and how the birthdays and the things, and yes, we're like, okay, so-and-so's birthday is coming up. What are we going to do? <laughs> you know, and the hub obviously is where my mom is. So we get to go to my mom's and I find it to, for me, I like, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I like my space and I, and I love that I get to go to my space, but it's really nice to go to their home. It's so spacious and it's just, I feel sometimes like I'm in a, on a vacation. And it's so at ease and peace. And so when I get that opportunity to go, I love it. And so we celebrate and like you, you celebrate, you celebrated Halloween at your house in La Quinta. And, and, and that's beautiful. And, you know, that is what um, is a part of legacy, right? Yeah. These special moments. And as you, you, um, wrote this book leading with legacy that's your legacy your mm -hmm. family right mm -hmm. oh my god so now tell me or tell us amigas out over here like we get trapped into the word legacy and like there's a way to do it but is there a way to do it or is, what is it what do you think is it so for me, you're absolutely right. You get stuck. I associate legacy with leaving riches to your children and their children. Mm. And, you know, that's part of it too. But our, our kids and our surrounding friend group, family group are always watching. They're watching how we react to everything. How do we react to problems? How do we react to belief systems? 
how do we react to love and kindness? How do we react to strangers? Um, and when I was thinking about what is my legacy, I gave myself permission to make it my own legacy. And I think that's an important part for all of us as amigas. It doesn't have to be fancy, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole blown out party. It needs to be little things. So, um, you know, I, I look back, you know, my grandma on my dad's side was one of the biggest influencers in my life. You know, I, I she died when I was 12. So I probably have about seven years of memories with her, but how impacting they were. Um, there were things that you just could always count on. I could always count on a box of C's, of C's candies in her freezer, Aww. always. <laughs> always. Um, I could always count on her rice tasting amazing and her beans, like her cooking. Um, and she always like cooked fresh every day. And it's funny what you remember, um, you know, and, and these are my memories. So I, I'm going to state that because other people in my family don't have great memories of her, but I have the best memories of her. Um, she was diabetic and she um, had to have one of her legs amputated. I remember sitting in her dining room as she's putting this leg on and she's laughing She's laughing. She's like, estos chingones doctores ni me pusieron el color de mi pie bien. Este de blanca. So it was like, so this, you know, damn doctors. They gave me an artificial leg and it isn't even my skin color. It's the color of a white lady. And we laughed and we laughed. She strapped it on and then she put on music and she started dancing. She says, I'm not going to stop doing what I do um, with this leg. And I'll never forget that her attitude about something that was so horrific, so yeah. horrific. Um, so the legacy that she left for me was have something at home that your kids can always count on. Mm -hmm. So what is that? You know, home cooked meal, um, fruit on the counter, um, homemade tortillas. It, it, it doesn't have to be expensive and, and it can be as easy as every time they walk in the door, you, you make a big deal. Like you haven't seen them in years. Yeah. You know, um, do you call them every day? Um, do you make them feel loved? Do you, um, you know, do you listen? Do you really listen and hear their perspective? And um, so for me, you make up your legacy. Yeah. What is, but, but it's got to be more than you got. So what is that? Yeah. You know, what, what, what is that that you're going to do all the time? You know, what, what is it that your kids are going to want to come back home? Like you do for the family celebrations and the family events. What safety is there at home that you created for them? You know, my, my kids, their birthdays, 
since they could talk on their birthday, and, and it's almost like Groundhog's Day, we talked about what it was like the night before, um, birth, um, my reaction, and I fix them their favorite meal, their favorite cake. It's all about them. And, and I've done it. My daughter's going to be 19 in January. Michael's going to be 18. And every year. And they look forward to it. You know, they start talking about it now. Like, I think this year I'm going to do prime rib or I'm going to do ribs. Or, you know, yeah. for a while they love my husband's spaghetti. So they would do spaghetti. So it's, it really is as simple as traditions. Mm. Um, stick with it. What is that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, I love or, go ahead no I love that you know yes we get to make it our own and and this just simple simple what can they count on yeah. how simple but it is true because yeah. it could be they can count on money but then they also can count on a blessing yeah they can count on uh you create you making the, that cake mm-hmm I love that. You know, my, my dad um, always made donuts for us. Just out of the biscuit mix, donuts yeah. with sugar on them. And, and that was something like I just love. I love that he makes donuts. Um, my mom is amazing at writing thank you cards. Mm-hmm. If you know my mom, you've gotten a thank you card from her. You can count on that. When you talk to her, she acts like she hasn't talked to you in years and gets all excited you know, and, and, um, so little things like that. Um, I go back to my grandma every year of my birthday, she would have the radio station sing, um, um, the song, I just slipped my mind. Las Mañanitas, um, every birthday of mine. And she would call me and I would hear or put it on the radio and I put it on the radio and it would be, you know, Feliz cumpleaños, Ana Maria Esparza. Um, and so it, it, it doesn't have to cost any money. And I think that's where we get stuck. Mm-hmm. I think we think that there has to be, you know, I, when I'm rich, I'll do that. Or when I have money, I'll do that. You do it now. You do it now. You know, my dad making those donuts, you, you buy those store brand biscuit mix for, I don't know, they used to be 25 cents, probably 50 cents now. For 50 cents, you can make 12 donuts. You fry them, you dip them in sugar. And there you are. And it, it, it becomes a, a little tradition, you know? I'm going to go back to our weekend this weekend. For the last, I don't know how many years, years, um, I make meatloaf and a gratin potatoes for Halloween. And maybe the last six years, I got fancy and I've been making the meatloaf in the shape of a toe, a foot, I'm sorry, a foot <laughs> with toenails on it. It's really gross looking. But... You know, this year when my girlfriend was like, I don't think we want the meatloaf. Oh my gosh, everybody chimed into the group text and said, no, the meatloaf stays like we've been doing it for years. Right. So it's funny what sticks and what, mm-hmm. what becomes tradition. Yeah. And, you know, we, we laugh at the footloaf, I call it, um, but it's what they count on. And I think my message would be give them something they can count on. Give them something. If you don't know how to make homemade flour tortillas or corn tortillas, go to Superior Market. You can buy the masa preparada and you can make tortillas at home. 
you know, that's yes. fun. A warm tortilla on a cold day with butter. Mm, yum. <laughs> I love this. Give them something they can count on. And that, yes, it is a legacy. That's legacy. If you really, mm -hmm. you know, take it down to its granular, granular level, right? Because yeah. legacy is like what you're going to give to your kids and, and making them, I mean, not, not that you need to make them reliant, but more like they can count on it. Not, yeah. not, not to hold them down, but they can count on it to make them whole. And they can build on it. And build you on know, it, yes. We have a tradition um, before Thanksgiving that my kids invite all their friends and we have um, a cookie making party. So I have everyone bring over their favorite recipe, pre-done. And um, we have probably a dozen different flavors of cookies and everybody makes cookies and then they take tins of cookies home with them. and. It's, it's work, yeah. but it's something that's fun right. um, that, that, we, that we've instilled. It's things that, you know, bring it. I guess my, my whole point is to bring everybody together. Mm -hmm. What's going to, when my kids are older and have their own children, what's going to make them say, we're going to grandma and grandpa's because we're doing cookies tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and I have hot chocolate and hot cider and, you know, we play Christmas music. Um, but it's all about just that that environment, creating that environment that is fun. You know, some families do tamales. Um, some families do other things, you know, making buñuelos. Um, it, it's all about what they can count on and what you can continually keep doing. What can you realistically repeat? Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a, I, I really, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the memories that stick to me in my family. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we always do is for my father's birthday, we go to Vegas because mm -hmm. he loves Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's fun because his birthday lands for 4th of July. So it's kind of like a double, double treat, right? And so it's something that we can count on, mm -hmm. right? as adults and as kids yeah. and that's part of his legacy leaving that behind for us so i, I really that. i really appreciate you saying this about you know what they can count on because it is true what can they count on and it doesn't have to be just money yeah. you know it just could yeah. be traditions right and your kids are always watching you know like i mentioned earlier so even if you don't realize they're watching and they will learn how to interact with the family based on watching you do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, and I've seen this happen, you know, and it's happened in my family where for different belief systems or beliefs, you know, people step aside and decide not to be a part of the family. Um, but my kids watch, um, how do I interact with everybody else? How it, are our doors open? Are, um, can they count on us to be there no matter what? Because they've watched me be there no matter what. Right. Um, 
How do we treat people that are unkind to us? Do we continue to offer the support that we've offered prior to them being unkind? And the kids watch that and they in turn will do the same thing. So it can have the reverse effect. If you're one that, oh, I, don't, I don't do family, I'm not interested, I don't go and get together at holidays with my family, then you really can't expect your children to do that because eventually you're going to be the one left out because that's what you model. Yes, yes. And, and that to me is more scary than anything. I don't want to be that. Right. I want my children to, if they have a choice to go somewhere, they want to come back home and celebrate with us. Oh, yes, absolutely. Que viva la fiesta. Yes. Siempre y todo el tiempo. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this. So, Amiga, I know, I mean, I could talk to you for days. We can, yes. <laughs> but I know, I know we, we you know, our listeners out there are probably like, wow. And, and I'm sure they're like getting to their jobs and they're like, oh, but I got, I got to stop the recording. But, you know, as we're, I'm at the end of this conversation, you know me, I'm always asking my guests one or two tips on how they can handle their shit. So what, what, what do you say? How can you handle your shit? Um, you know, my, my next book coming out is called No Permission Needed. Mm -hmm. And what I would ask of all of you amigas is think about all the permission you've been given by God. I believe in God. Mm -hmm. To love, to be kind, to be abundant, to be happy, to be prosperous, to be generous. Everything God has given you permission to do and set the example. But how many of us have given away that permission mm -hmm. to a belief system, to a religion, to a culture, whatever that is. And no, I'm not going to talk to you because the color of your skin. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk to you because you're, um, uh, uh, have different color eyes. Uh, no, I'm not talking to you because you're not at the same financial level that I am. And we, we hurt ourselves by taking away the permission that was originally given to us to be the best version of us. Mm. So as you look at how to handle your shit, look at, ask yourself, what would your life look like if you didn't need permission to love and be kind, and be rich, and be generous, and be giver, and be funny, and be kooky, what would your life look like, and what would you look like, and how much happier would you be? Mm. So I would say that my second word of advice is once you decide that you're going to take your permission back, and you're just going to love You're just going to love everybody. You're going to be kind to everybody, even if they don't believe like you do, mm -hmm. even if they do things different than you do, even if, you know, we, we have a lot of things going on in this country right now, um, divisive stuff. What if you ignored that divisiveness and you just decided, you know what, I'm going to break those rules that somebody put on me that I allowed and I'm going to live my authentic life. And, and, and I'm going 
and you know still follow God's moral code, but I'm going to embrace every permission he's given me. And I invite you, look up the permissions he's given you and create that life based on that. And then I want to hear back about that because I would love to hear a podcast on that. Yeah. You know, I didn't believe in, um, I didn't believe that I could be wealthy. I had to be content with sustenance and covering. And then I realized God set the example of abundance. And now I live an abundant life. I want to hear how that feels. Oh, yes. I want to hear hear what it feels like to be kind when, you know, we're hearing a lot right now about Scientology. And what would it be like if you didn't live under that rule? That religious belief to be unkind to people or excommunicate people or withdraw people or censor people. What would it feel like to be just love and love each other? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I I, I sense a round table discussion. I know. Yes. Yes. I love that. I so love these two tips. Believe me. I mean, I still resonate with what you're saying and I can't wait to, again, put my hands on another book of yours. But in the meantime, amigas out there, Go to Amazon or any other bookstore, right? Um, mm-hmm. To buy her current book, which is called Leading with Legacy. And it's written by a collection of inspiring women paving the way. So, Anne Marie, I just can't wait for the next book and the next book and the next book. And I just, know, know. and the book we do together. And the book we do together. Yes. I'm writing a book myself right now. Mm-hmm. And oh, it will be out very soon. That is what I'm calling to the universe and to my my God here. So Good. Uh, love you, Anne-Marie. Oh, Thank you, you so much for being here with oh, me on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Uh, love you. And to all of the Amigas, you can do it. Yes, 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 yes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, Please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.